Hi, and welcome to the Palliators Podcast. I'm your host, Hospice and Palliative Medicine Fellow, Dr. Tara Kateen. This podcast is for healthcare professionals who want to become more comfortable and confident in caring for chronically ill and terminally ill patients. With the help of the fellows who work alongside me in Columbia, South Carolina, we hope to educate and promote palliative care one podcast at a time. We're so glad to have you here. Hey, good to have you back. I had been thinking about the last episode on hope when our pediatric palliator, Dr. Katie Malo, shared a 2017 Journal of Pain and Symptom Management article on hope. It's titled, Addressing a Patient's Hope for a Miracle. It's authored by Chanel, Stahl, and Bibler. I hope I pronounced those names right. You know, the hope for a miracle is a salient theme in medicine, especially when someone's been diagnosed with a life-changing disease. Some of us have no problem with the comments about a miracle. And some of us hear this and think, oh no, what do I say or do now? It's one of those comments that some providers may have trouble responding to in a meaningful way. To begin with, let me just say, in all things palliative, we must remember that we are on the same team as our patients and their families. We're not trying to make someone do or commit to something they really don't want to do. If we're giving them all the information they need to make informed decisions for themselves, and if they have the capacity to make those decisions, their desire to do something different than what we would choose is not our failure. This article gives a framework with which we can try to help patients and their families meaningfully move forward. They describe four patterns of hoping for a miracle and address the needs and possible ways of responding in order to honor the patient's wishes. It provides ways to react to the varieties of hopes, fears, and religious ties that may be the root of hope for a miracle. They describe four versions of a 58-year-old woman who's been through surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation for metastatic cancer, and she presents with paraplegia from spinal mets. By the time she presents, there are no feasible interventions available to manage her cord compression. The article provides approaches to her long-awaited miracle based on four patterns of hope. They offer a description of each pattern and a suggestion on how to approach with responses that provide sensitive and engaging interactions. The first scenario depicts a situation of an innocuous pattern of hope. In this pattern, the outcome the patient is hoping for is unlikely, but it's also something reasonable to desire, and the patient has no expectation of a supernatural intervention. In these situations, Folks could be hoping that maybe there will be a new treatment that will become available. They may um, recount to you mythical stories of other people's cancers just disappearing. They know that it's unlikely, but they continue to hope that they'll get better. This is a coexistence of acceptance and denial, or what's referred to as middle knowledge. The hope is not tied to a religious connection, and doesn't create conflict between the patient and physician. As providers, we should join her in her hope and make realistic plans for the future. 
Next comes the shaken pattern of hope for a miracle. In these settings, usually there's an understanding that a miracle is not happening and is not going to happen. And because of that, there's anger associated with the lack of a miraculous intervention. Patients may say they've been praying so hard to God, but have gotten worse anyway. They may say, other people get cured, why can't I? They may question why God's letting this happen to them. They may feel abandoned by God. We should take the opportunity to explore their feelings and ask about their anger, their frustration, or their sadness. And we should ask about their faith. They may be experiencing existential suffering, and this spiritual crisis can make total pain management and care planning difficult. Chaplain services, if available, could be beneficial. And non-chaplains can also be helpful through the ministry of presence. Simply by listening to the patient's distress can be therapeutic. Because of the shaken belief system, it might even be easier to have someone outside their religious community to talk with them about their grief. Active listening and affirming emotions while exploring and reflecting back can allow patients to find some peace. The authors say that by being a non-threatening, available presence, you can be helpful to those with shaken hope. You don't have to go into a religious discussion to be helpful to them. Next is the integrated pattern of hope, where the hope for a miracle is rooted in a commitment to a religious worldview and there is usually a strong relationship with the religious community. Hope for divine intervention in these situations structures the patient's religious worldview. Patients or their loved ones may use specific scriptures or religious doctrine to support what they're thinking. They may say things like, We believe in a higher authority than doctors. If he says I'll live, I'll live. In these cases, it may be beneficial to involve the community religious leaders to help the patient and family create a plan that is consistent both with their religious beliefs and with the medical expectations. The palliative care team should express that, you know, we also hope for a miracle and hope for recovery. Now, you guys need to know that we can share in those hopes without needing to provide medically inappropriate treatment. The author suggests that we should ask about dying and death in their particular religious worldview and what would be a sign that a miracle is not going to happen. Learning this can help us explain the situation in a way that makes sense to them. Lastly, we have the strategic pattern of hope. Unlike integrated patterns. Usually there is not a strong relationship or commitment to a religious community or religious worldview. Typically there is reluctance to discuss hope in terms of their religion or beliefs. Generally there is an oppositional or hostile relationship that develops and the patient or family uh, may proclaim that they have certain rights or privileges. 
this pattern can be a reflection of mistrust or a result of grief or a sense of helplessness. Some phrases that may be typically heard with the strategic pattern of hope, um, you're not God, we believe in God's power to do miracles, we have rights, you can't tell me a miracle can't happen, and then the worst, you just want to get rid of her. The authors refer to this particular framework as strategic, since it's a way to gain power over the situation and to stop the discussion about care decisions. Usually they won't discuss the basis for their hope, nor do they discuss their hopes in relation to a belief system. Trying to discuss their hope for a miracle in this setting is usually ineffective because the fundamental problem often is a feeling of powerlessness. A less vulnerable or more powerful feeling is anger. Validating their feelings and looking into a cause of their distrust may help to cre create forward momentum. You know, I find the common theme in approaching all of these patterns is something common in all of palliative care, and that is ask clarifying questions and validate emotions. Sincerely doing these things helps not to alienate your patients and their loved ones. Remember, you're on the same team. It's important to remain humble. I thought this was an interesting article. There is a link to the article on our website, thepalliators.com, so you can read it for yourself. I hope that you found this discussion helpful. I hope you'll visit our website and send us messages about topics you'd like to hear more about, and please give us feedback. At our organization, we have a reflection that accompanies every presentation, and it's time for the one with this podcast. It goes like this. Hope is the Adrenaline of the Soul. It's by Amy Tan. And that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. Please visit our website and come back next time. Bye for now.